I am vengeance. I am the night. I am also a podcast cast. Part five. I am a podcast. 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 Oh! It's a show. It's a show. Audio only, though. What is it about? If you have time, I can tell you that it is a podcast about Batman and a Batman podcast. Uh, what did you want me to say in this part? It's a show. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> I am a podcast. Whoa! Hey! with fans and people, people who Hey guys, welcome to Batman the Animated Podcast. I'm Justin Michael and you're listening to an audio variety show for your ears about the legendary 1990s cartoon Batman the Animated Series. Today's sponsor, Little Witch Boy Trapped in a Crystal Ball.com. Show your neighbors what avant-garde really means when you decorate your house with a crystal ball that contains a parallel universe where a little witch boy must live for an eternity. Now, today's episode is, of course, The Demon Within, and this podcast episode might be one of my favorites so far. But if you're somebody who's been on the podcast and you're listening, you're all my favorites. Later on, you'll hear an interview with DC Collectibles' own Jim Fletcher about what goes into making the new Batman the Animated Series action figures, and some hints at upcoming releases. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I feel like I'm talking like a newscaster. Uh, But first, I talk all things Etrigan with comedian Paul Shear. Now, before we go on, uh, I just wanted to remind you guys that I did pick up a celebrity hitchhiker last episode while on an elaborate quest to save the podcast. You can catch up on that stuff in the last four episodes, but... uh, Hey, how's it going, Mayor of Podcasts? Oh, boy, this has been actually a really fun road trip. That was fun when we stopped at the smallest church in America. That place was tiny. This has been fun, though. Well, hey, I'm just glad that after we've met a couple of times, you finally remember my name. Yeah, of course I do. You're, um... Are you kidding me? You still don't know my name? Yes, I know your name. I'm not going to say your name to you. Stop doing this to me. I'm not doing anything to you, and I'm not driving you any further until you say my name. I'm not... What are we... Having sex? What? No, come on, you're deflecting. Just say my name or admit that you don't actually know it. I'm not gonna say your name. Quit being creepy in a car in here. I'm not being creepy. You know what? We're just gonna move on to the Batman section of things. That's what people tuned in for. Today's episode, The Demon Within. Batman and Robin resort to black magic as they fight a demon released from an ancient artifact by a sadistic witch boy named Clarion. Unfortunately, the demon isn't just any monster, he's also Batman's ally, Jason Blood. Original air date, May 9th, 1998. Story by Rusty Bjornhol. (laughs) That's gotta be a pen name, that's gotta be a fake name. Uh, If not, I would love to meet Mr. Bjornhol. Written by Stan Berkowitz, directed by Atsuko Tanaka. Music by Shirley Walker and animation by the best animation company that did stuff for the show, TMS. This is their last episode, I believe. Featuring all your faves, as uh, well as Billy Zane as Jason Blood and Etrigan, and the late Stephen Wolf Smith as Clarion the Witch Boy in what I believe is his last role. Also featuring VO veteran Peter Renaday as the Auctioneer. Now, this episode directly defies one of the cardinal rules of the original Batman the Animated Series writer's room. No magic. But it's been six years, and they're getting punchy. I mean... 
Come on, who wouldn't want to have a little bit of fun with Jack Kirby's Etrigan the Demon thrown into the mix? Now, for those of you wondering what the hell an Etrigan is, he is a character created by Jack Kirby in the early 70s. He's also known as the Demon. In the DC animated universe, uh, it centers around an Arthurian nobleman named Jason Blood who betrays Camelot to assist the evil Morgan Le Fay. What a dick, right? Well, as a result, Merlin, that Merlin, I don't know what other Merlin there could be, curses him to continue to walk the earth tied to the demon Etrigan as punishment for centuries to come. And now he lives in Gotham and is one of Bruce's buddies, and they probably get drinks and brood and stuff. How do you feel today? Sad. Me too. Definitely feels weird to see Batman fighting Arthurian magic and shape-shifting demon cats and having spikes burst out of his body, but... I kind of wish that there were a few more episodes that went down this path before it broadened out to Justice League. Oh well, let's go to the interview. Today's fan, Paul Shear. Paul is an actor and comedian who you might know from The League, NTSF, SDSUV, Human Giant, and Earwolf's How Did This Get Made, as well as many other things. Uh, he was in an episode or two of my Before You Were Funny web series that you can see on Funny or Die. Also, available today and whenever you're listening to this, on Vimeo.com, Paul and Rob Hubel have released an awesome comedy special that takes place on a moving bus, and it features comedians like Jack McBrayer, Aubrey Plaza, Seth Morris, the Reno 911 guys. Man, so many people. More than anything else, uh, he's really just a nice dude, and I surprised him with the craziest Batman episode of all. So, surely it's time we got to his interview. <laughs> Man, we're recording. Very exciting. So, how are you? So good. Thank you for asking. You know, I just want to ask the really honest questions. Yes, that's what I want to give you. I want to just be a real open book. Yeah. Talk about feelings, emotions. Yeah, this is a feelings and emotions podcast primarily. Primarily, I want to come here and be kind of like you're my Diane Sawyer and I am your Caitlyn Jenner. I want to oh open my up my guy. Technically, that's wrong. I would be Bruce Jenner at that point because right. Diane Sawyer has not interviewed Caitlyn Jenner. Right. We have to be accurate to the timeline. Well, look, if I the iPhone is accurate, now we have to be accurate. We yeah. have to go, yeah. Truth. To, yeah, there it is. Uh, truth.org. Mm. Look it up. Yeah, you come whatever after this podcast is. now. <laughs> so we're here to talk Batman the Animated Series. What's your experience, Paul, with with the animated Batman, series? Batman the Animated Series. Um, I like Batman the Animated Series a lot. I feel like... I watched that show and maybe I feel like I was watching Animaniacs in the same kind of era. Yeah, it was definitely like that Warner Brothers slate in the 90s. Yes, and I love those. Um, I had forgotten how cool it was in rewatching it, but then I – like visually. Yeah. But then I was like, this episode – that we well we should we'll get into. This I threw episode. a curveball episode at you. Yeah. I was like, ooh, let's see what he does with a weird one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, my memory of it was I watched a bunch when I was a kid. Have no memory of most of them mm-hmm. except for like the movies. I remember the movies better. Like yeah. the uh, the movies were great. Um, Tim Burton movies? No, the, the animated, animated movies. Oh, like Mask yeah, of the Mask Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so I feel like there was there two or there just one. There was one that was like theatrically uh, right, yeah. theatrically released, and then there was like a some directed video. Ones. Okay, yeah. So I remember the Mask of the Phantasm being quite great. Yeah, um, but I haven't thought about them in years, uh, and sadly, the I haven't thought about them. So I was glad to kind of go back and revisit them a bit. Way cooler than most cartoons i feel like yeah, especially just in general that time yeah and now i feel like there's things on disney xd that have that kind of 
more darker brooding things to them. But this is like way ahead of its time. I feel like we're coming back to it. Like people are who grew up watching it are like, yeah. I want to make that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that that is also, I feel like that's the kind of um, Zack Snyder version of Batman kind of too. Like he's going, maybe or... Ish. Yeah, no, it's like... the. I mean, like, for sure, everything's dark in DC Comics Yeah, now. yeah, I know. It's a really weird way to combat it because I feel like the material is trying to be dark. It's like a kid going, like, emo or goth. They're yes. like, I'm so dark. It's yeah, like, this no, is just a not. phase. Yeah. You're not going to be like this in, like, five years. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, you're, yeah. So that's how I kind of feel about all those DC movies. But I like Batman, and this kind of reminded me of... How much I liked him. Well, what's like your, you're like, you're nerdy, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Like you work in comics sometimes yeah, yeah. too, which is the coolest. Yeah, it's the best. The amazing. Do you feel like, like what, what's your background just in general, like reading comics or like nerdy stuff in general? I started off uh, getting into comics with like um, the X-Men, mm-hmm. like old school X-Men. Then that kind of brought me into Superman. And I was like, I think I was reading Superman comics. It's going to date me, but during the death of Superman, that yeah. was a big thing. I remember a getting cyborg the armband. Superman, yes. so good. <laughs> uh, and then the death of Superman kind of brought me into uh, kind of getting into the deeper Batman. So going backwards and kind of checking out like the, yeah. the Batman stuff where Robin was killed and stuff like that. So then dropped out really for a long time. Got back in during the Astro City kind of phase of things. I don't things. even know what the Astro City. Oh, Astro City is this is a great uh, book by Kurt. Busiek? I'm bad with pronouncing names. Well, but... a lot of the times in comics you see their names and they are spelled in an insane way. But yes. It's like, I've never said it out loud. I feel bad about that. And I feel like I, sometimes I get like uh, ripped for that. But it's like, how do I know? I did not meet this person. Yeah, I'm I giving it an honest shot. I'm trying <laughs> the best way I can. So then I got into like Astro City and those kind of like uh, more independent books. And then checked out a little bit again. Then recently in the last couple of years kind of came back and now... Uh, like my big books that I'm reading right now, I love the new Ant-Man by Nick Spencer, which I was able to kind of co-opt in writing this Guardians of the Galaxy that just came out. Yeah, that's awesome. So, oh, thanks. That was super, super fun. And then Daredevil, I love that. And I um, really love the Star Wars comic. Not superhero comic, but I love that. It's all in the same it's general all the same. realm at this yeah. point. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and I love like uh, the Guardians, uh, what Bendis is doing there. I love Jason Aaron's Thor. Uh, so I've been enjoying like, you know, kind of like following writers now more than uh like characters i'm not like i'm a diehard you know green lantern fan. yeah as I a kid read. it's all about the character and then you're like oh wait who wrote this good story i like yes exactly them <laughs> so yeah so and that's kind of like led me around to finding different people and and you know like so yeah so i love having a comic book app on my ipad because i don't feel as embarrassed to read it in public <laughs> i think as an older man you don't want to be carrying around soft uh, or even trade paperbacks yeah uh it's just not a good oh, that look. guy could be doing uh, a crossword and reading the new york times yeah, for all yeah. i know no yeah that's exactly what i like to do i like to keep it nice what am i having what do i have on here and meanwhile like i'm embarrassed because something next to me is playing candy crush like that's much more evolved well, you wear your I hate comics hat while you're reading your of comics, course, right? Like, really course. keep yeah. people away yeah, from Yeah, just let people anything. know. Like, I'm not. I'm not a nerd. My, yeah, hey. my cool demeanor is, uh, is often, you know, uh, hiding it. <laughs> well, let's talk about The Demon Within. Demon Within is an interesting episode. I want to know, as, as a Batman the Animated Series aficionado, yeah. where does this fall on the quality scale for you? I think it's such a weird one that it's like in like a, a like a theta like if it's like A B 
Z theta. I don't even know. I'm yeah. thinking of heightenings, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, it's like so in the weird zone. It's like there's magic and a demon. Like, I think, I think it looks good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it always looks good, right? Yeah. I, when I watch, I was like, wait a second. My memory of Batman, the animated series is dead. It wasn't this weird. But then I was like, oh, it's the fourth cycle or season, right. which is kind of near the end of where it kind of wrapped up, right? Yeah, uh, they're itching to get to crazier stories. Yeah, and I feel like they were just like, all right. But to me, the thing that sticks out to me, and I think it's stuff that I'm noticing now as I get older and look back on stuff, is the use of children in things. Like, there is a scene in this that's amazing, one of my favorite scenes. Like, the the main bad guy is a kid. Right. Who then basically has a magical monster acting for him. And one of the first things that this main kid does is... Go to a movie with the magical bad guy and, and then leaves and goes, I hate sequels. And then the magical bad guy like just basically zaps like the movie marquee and explodes <laughs> the marquee to guess to let no one see that sequel. It's such a kid episode. Like it's yes. like, hey, you identify with both of these kids, right? It's really interesting. I mean, it starts off basically with like I'm taking you here to not play video games. And he's like, oh, I hate the museum. No, you're going to learn a lot from this bidding war. <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird night auction. Uh, yeah, it's you always night in Gotham City, so of course there's an auction. And there's an auction, and this no one questions the, the child uh, bidding $100,000? Uh, yes, $100,000 from the child with the devil hair? Yeah. This So, yeah, I mean, basically you have... A devil child who possesses an ancient relic who then becomes a bad guy. There's no B-plot. Nope. And are there B-plots in any of them? I feel like most of the time there are not. Okay. It's pretty much like solid A story just driving the entire time. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So that was a little bit there. That was like, okay, that's interesting. We're we're just going through. And as a matter of fact, I found myself rewatching the beginning after I rewatched the whole thing. I was like... What did, what happened at the top again? Because I think I just like checked out for a second with the explanation that uh, it was like King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table or protecting this thing, right? Is that or right? It, they front loaded with like Morgan Le Fay, yes, Morgan Le Fay, like, branding iron. Yeah, and that's when I kind of checked out. I was like, all right, and then I uh, wait, I missed something and I went back. But I um, it's an interesting one because it's not particularly Batman esque, and, and you know he doesn't do anything cool Batman wise. It really is just, um, really, Batman's a side character in a weird way. It's kind of like this, I mean, this man who is the the knight of the round table is trying to get back his, like, spirit animal or spirit monster. He's kept alive because he has an immortal, Etrigan the demon lives inside of him. It's a weird one. I'm looking at this toy. Now, this toy, is this like from a Happy Meal, the, the Demon Within toy that You'd you bought? You'd think that based him? on the quality of that toy, yeah. that's a Happy Meal toy. It is not. This is a, something that, that was sold. That was a full price sold at Target. <laughs> wow. So this this creature was worthy of a full toy. Uh, I'm wondering how many kids really cared about that toy. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool because it is a demon. But like the like, no one would be like, "Oh, I can't wait to unleash the uh, royal uh, monster from King Arthur's court or whatever it was." Well, uh, here's Lefay. the craziest thing: yes. is that they are now making new figures of these uh-huh. guys, and one of the upcoming releases is that Clarion the Witch Boy and him as a two pack. Well, with the as iron. a two pack, I will take it. Yeah. Clarion the Witch Boy, 
that's a toy I kind of want to have. Right? Uh, it's just it's one of those like it's so obscure that you kind of want to yes. have that weird thing. I just bought a toy on Amazon the other day, and I'm so pleased with it. It's a Star Wars toy, like a re- you know they do these things where. It's like they sell you the old toy in the old packaging. Yes. All right. So I guess at one point there was an exclusive at Kmart uh, <laughs> during the original Star Wars called the Darth. Uh, sorry, the Death Star Scanning Crew, and it's two Imperial officers, <laughs> and it's a playset, and it's standing in front of a box, and a box has a lot of file folders in it, and that is it. And I saw that, and I was like, I need to buy this. Immediately, the, the most, most mundane Star Wars scenario. So dumb! Just two Imperial officers scanning files. That's and it was originally an exclusive. Then now For they're Kmart, like, "Cool, yes. we know who to target now." Yes, and They've I bought my nineteen dollar version of that <laughs> easily. There wasn't even a hesitation in hitting the buy button. Files actually open, and there are boring words inside. <laughs> you can really get into the nitty gritty of the Death Star politics. It's crazy that this is a market for people. Like at this point, like who would have ever thought that that would be a toy that was reissued? That there's like an Etrigan in the demon. There's the cat yes. comes with it too. Tiku. See, by the way, that's a good three-pack, but the demon by himself, I'm not buying that. No thanks, I want the little boy. Uh, the cat was interesting because the cat was able to transform, but didn't seem to... Did we understand why it had powers? No. There was a lot of no explanation of powers. If you were just a Batman fan, you were yeah. like, what the... What, okay. Well, that's what I remember. Like, see, my remembrance of the animated series, and I imagine people who are listening to this now don't care, really, because they are all fans, but my remembrance was it was more like... Dark, brooding, Frank Miller, Batman, you know, that or that. And like grounded. It was mostly grounded. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it kind of took like the style of Tim Burton, but grounded it in a more real world Mm -hmm. in a a weird way. And like the Joker was great and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, this was, um, this is weird. And it felt very kid, kitty. Like, so that, yeah, that was a thing like before, like that idea that like this is made for kids. Like a kid is like, because he literally goes to the movies, then they go get ice cream, and then blow up the ice cream truck because it doesn't have strawberry. Right. I Amazing. watched, I did like, some of the jokes in there were like, oh, this is fun. Like a demon yeah. being like, no strawberry master. Uh, and and <laughs> by the way, I love it, but I also go like, as a, like, it's funny because it's like appealing right to a kid. It's yes. like, yeah, the kid is like, and again, as an adult, it's like, it is funny that he's blowing up a sequel. I mean, commenting on sequels, commenting on the lack of strawberry at ice cream trucks. Right. Two the two things problems. that we have problems with in this world right now. Now, I wonder if they're making a site on Batman Returns or Batman Forever. Uh, uh, what do you mean? I, uh, like, because the sequels weren't as Oh, right. They're shittier than Batman. Because, yeah, at the time, one. there weren't that many sequels. Not to the pro- you know proliferation that we have them now. And I feel like... That might have been a dig at the Batman franchise. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. Because those two, like, I'm sure that they liked the first two, and then yeah. it was like, oh, we went yeah. crazy after They're not that. such a big fan of the Val Kilmer version. No. Uh, but George Clooney, amazing. Oh, so good. Alicia Silverson. <laughs> Uh, Stone, she was, uh, I remember thinking Alicia Silverstone was like the hottest girl Me in too. the world. And not that she's not hot, but it was like, why, how does someone get to be this beautiful? Yes. Like, you know, it was, yeah. It was like on a pedestal kind of hot. And then I was like, I rewatched Batman and Robin, which is yeah. 
I don't even know. Like, Batman Forever is kind of, like, watchably bad. Yes. But, but Batman and Robin is boring. I did it on my podcast, How Did This oh, Get yeah, Made? Oh, yeah, of course. And we brought in a guy from Marvel and Matt My- uh, Myra to talk about yeah. it. And it was, it is, it's, it's, and it's lame. It's yeah. lame. It's tired. It's like, how are we going to play for that back credit card? Like, it's somewhere between the 60s Batman, which I love, uh-huh. because I think it's, that's a stylistic choice. They said, like, this is what we're doing. And then this one was kind of like... That Joel Schumacher mess, just like, blah. And like they just, jo- like, stretch it out. It's yeah. like, it's like when is this going to end? Like, a Joel Schumacher is like a poor man's Wes Craven, I feel <laughs> like. You know, like, it, like it, it's kind of, it could have been, like, Big Trouble in Little China or something interesting, but it's not. Right, like, it wasn't enough winking at the audience to be winky, but, yes. uh, like, it was like, where is this? Yeah, it just not, it, yeah, it just did not follow through. And George Clooney, I was thinking about him the other day, like, he got so many chances. If George Clooney was, and I think George Clooney is great. I'm a fan of George Clooney. Uh, but just let, you know, let any people out Letting there the know. Let the Clooney out there know if he's yeah, listening. Yeah. Got, George, huge fan. Uh, but I'm a big fan of him. But I feel like a, mo- a guy would not get that many chances anymore. Like, because he was in that movie, like, The Peacemaker. He was in The Crappy Batman. He was in, like, One Fine Day. Like, a lot of middling movies yeah. before like it clicked and then he was like a giant giant star yeah it's very weird that he had a career after all of those bad yeah, movies yeah cause you kind of have to hit really hard with one movie and then kind of you can have dips peaks and valleys but uh, but yeah but anyway this is not a George Clooney podcast but by the way if you have one let's talk about yeah, it yeah Clooncast talking yeah. Cloon <laughs> uh, you know so, here's a weird fact yes go uh, ahead just about, I mean this Please, isn't even I would love uh, it. this no. is still about Clooney okay uh, on that film yeah <laughs> uh, I, maybe you talked about this but online when I got a bunch of friends got together we were like let's watch this shitty Batman yeah. it'll be fun we got bored so we just looked up trivia about it one of them is that he could not get out of the suit Ooh, really? so he it was it was built so like it took a really long time to get out so he is in one scene at one point you're watching a scene where he has peed himself in the suit he had to Amazing. go to the bathroom so bad so the idea that George Clooney is soaking in his own urine. cold urine well, I imagine, you know what? That's the commitment to the craft. Uh, That's you know, true. Michael Keaton wouldn't have peed in that suit. No. Uh, you know, George Clooney was like, I'm not going to waste people's time. I'm number one on the call sheet. I'm going to pee in a suit <laughs> to get the day, get That's the shot. That's what people expect of me. Who did the voice of Batman in the animated podcast? Kevin Conroy. Okay, he's very good. He's amazing. Uh, and watching this, I was like, oh, it actually made, like, this one, well, this one was really fun because it is... I think Batman is a side character. It yeah. really like, he's not he's neither here nor there. It's sort of like it's sort of, it could it could have been and I'm forgetting the guy's name. Who's the 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 the, the guy is aging? Oh, Jason Blood. Yeah, a normal so name. It could have been the Jason Blood show because yeah. like he's also there bidding and Bruce Wayne kind of comes in and is like, "Hey, I helped you out. I got that thing for you." Remember when my legs turned into trees? I helped you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So like I feel like that was like it was like that's what we saw we saw yeah. we saw like the the this the Jason Blood version where Batman is the Kramer kind of popping in <laughs> doing his little thing but not really even saving the day because the saving the day oh it was just basically Jason Blood's like, oh, here's an idea. Let's just do this. Yeah, put this circle around. I mean, it felt like Guillermo del Toro presents Batman the end of yes. the series. It was like, it's crazy, it's magic. Well, especially the end. That yeah. end is a disturbing ending. And I thought that was great. Like, he's like, I'm going to take him back to his room. And his room is this little, you know, glass uh, snow globe. Yeah. And he's sitting there reading the paper by the fire and the snow globe's there. Here's my question. <laughs> Again, a lot of unanswerables. Yeah, yeah. 
So Jason Blood, he goes, oh, that's, he goes, oh, is that your nephew? No, he likes to call me uncle. Weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Would never have an explanation for well, that. The little boy, the witch boy, alludes to the fact, or doesn't allude, basically says he shrunk his parents and fed them to his cat. Which is horrifying for horrifying. a kid's show. Yeah, awful. So we are to believe that this kid is just living by himself. Uh, and this is his first kind of dastardly plan, uh, it seems. Uh, so this kid's living by himself. And at the end of the episode, Jason Blood has now kidnapped him and put him in a, a circular ball. But, but the kid himself is not evil. There's no evil within him. He is just a spoiled child who, I mean, but I guess he does have magical powers because he shrunk down his parents. Yeah, I want to know they what don't... his magic is. Yeah. I, I know it's an existing character, but in the cartoon, I'm like, I have no idea who he is. What yeah. does he do? Yeah, it seems to me like uh, Batman should have been, hey, Jason, uh, let me take this kid off your hands. No, and, no, and no, no, no. I'll keep him in this crystal ball. And does he ever come back? He doesn't. Okay. He wow. just stays there. Etrigan, Etrigan comes back in Justice League. Okay. So, uh, so, and they do his whole backstory with like Morgan Le Fay. She's the. Villain. Okay. Now you see, I would like if we're talking about toys and tie-ins, I would like to buy that crystal ball. I would. You buy just a, want the ball though. I would like the crystal ball with the boy inside, life-size crystal ball with the witch boy inside. I think that would be a great thing. Well, what's that? That is from Batman the Animated Show. Uh, it's I, a replica. It's to scale, by yes. the way. <laughs> I mean, I would be so into that. Now, uh, a side note, I actually got to do a voice in a brand new Marvel show. Which That's is very cool. cool. A serious Marvel show, as a matter can of fact. Can you say what it is? Um I wonder if I can. It's this new Spider-Man show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I uh, play Mysterio. I feel Mysterio is my favorite villain. Yeah, so I wonder if I'm good in it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, It was way different than any other thing I've ever done. So, yeah, it was different. Was Was it played, like, comedically or very straight? Very straight. And then when I thought I was doing it very straight, I was, like, still getting, like, line readings to a point where I was like, I don't know what you want because I'm not, I'm doing it. I'm not, I wasn't ever playing it for jokes, Yeah, but uh, it's interesting. So I'm curious. So it's the new, it's coming out soon, but the bat, you know, the um, Spider-Man, the new animated Spider-Man. That's awesome. I mean, like he's, he's kind of the, like, my favorite villain because he's so lame but so confident. Well, that yeah, he has there's a fishbowl some... head, and that's all they talk about. Well, <laughs> that's it. And then, and you know, I mean, I won't spoil what's going on here, but uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, reveal. Here's the thing: I had uh, a screen name for a while yes. that was really it was embarrassing to uh-huh. me. Um, so I decided to change it in uh-huh. high school. Okay, and I was like, you know what's cool? Mysterio fourteen. Nice. So I confidently chose Mysterio fourteen yeah. as my the screen name that like at this point like I hit puberty I you know like there right. I was talking to people I wanted to hook ladies, up ladies yeah I mean did not happen for sure a of while. course not but yeah <laughs> but I mean of course not with Mysterio fourteen yeah would definitely get him yeah get him all ready to go it did not cross my mind that that was uncool I was like Mysterio oh, yeah. pretty mysterious but also well I imagine we're roughly in the same age group like where. There was not a lot of realization of what an email address or a screen name would carry with it. Yes. Right now, I think kids are much more savvy. They understand how that is going to be viewed. Uh, For me, I remember when I first had my uh, email address, I was typing in everything. And I wanted my name to be Venkman from (laughs) Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters. And I had Peter Venkman, Venkman, Ghostbuster, blah, 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 a million different things. 
Nothing worked. And I was getting frustrated. And instead of thinking logically, I had a book I was assigned for school, a Herman Hess book called Narcissus and Goldman. <laughs> and I typed in Goldman and I misspelled it. So it was like Goldman. And that was my email address, <laughs> Goldman at AOL. And I gave it no thought. Like I was like, ah, like I misspelled it. It accepted it. And I was like, great. That's it. That's my that's my lot in life. And I wasn't upset about it. And then it was just years of, what does that mean? What's Goldman? Is Goldman what? your real last name? Yeah. What? What? And it was Goldman. It felt like it should have been something. And I was like, oh, it's just a book on my desk. That it I just... sounds like a cave dwarf to me. Yeah, it, it does. It <laughs> does feel like a, like maybe a character that I could have created in my D and D. Ah, Goldman. <laughs> I am. I'm, I am an elfin miner. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So yeah, I feel like. Yeah, back in the day, we were not smart enough to uh, to do that. No, the response to the first response before I changed it back to the old name was uh, somebody saying, "Why did you write my stereo 14? And I was like, oh, "Well, yeah, I guess that well, actually is better than Mysterio." You also have the double-edged sword here because not only are you saying Mysterio 14, and it's a uh, obviously a comic book character, but it's also Rey Mysterio, the WWE fighter, which also I feel like was popular yeah. right at a certain point. So I feel like that could have been that too. Oh, it's a WWE thing. Yeah, like or something. Like So either way, either They've way got you muscles, cut it. I don't, but uh, you know. You're, like, you're such a wrestling fan that you're like naming yourself after a popular <laughs> wrestler of the day. And 14, because yeah. uh, my birthday oh, was on a brother. 14th. Oh, the worst. The numbers. The numbers at the end. Well, I still have a humiliating email address, which is one of those things that I'm like trying to find the perfect one. Mm-hmm. To, like, I need a professional email, but I've had the same one for so long. Yeah. And my name is very generic. Right. So everything's taken. So I still, like, I'll, I'd rather put it off for years at this yes. point. But it's like, no, I, I need to get a new one. Well, Nobody I, will take I, me seriously. I have one that works. Uh, Pretty well. I think you know it because you've emailed me. And it is not my name, which uh, it seems like everybody, by the way, like if you want to be like Jennifer Lawrence at Gmail, it's probably Jennifer Lawrence. But uh, it's not it's not my name, but it is a a phrase that I think and that may be the way to go for you. You yeah. know, because that way you can kind of, it could be funny. People remember it. I Just mean, again, in time for email at yeah, gmail.com. Exactly. <laughs> One of my failed email addresses was Paul wants to email, uh, you know, because you could tell people like, well, what's your email? Like mm, Paul wants to email. I people think it's pretty good. That. Yeah, people, it's, it's uh, you know, I just don't check it. Uh, but it's like that was, uh, the, you know, uh, it's because I couldn't get Paul Shear. Not that Paul Shear is a very popular name on Gmail, but could it? Somebody was really like sitting on that hoping that they're going to hit the payday and they yeah. sell it to you for a million dollars. Some German. I'm sure it's some German. It's my same name. I, there's a band, a German band named Sheer. So I think they get a lot of uh, maybe people go to them on Twitter. But I'm, I have the Sheer name. My so name is fine. Paul and I love the band Sheer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to the Sheer band. I don't even know what they sound like. <laughs> um, Not well, that, yeah, I don't think any, unless you're a real German music fan you probably well that's 50 percent of this audience so good all right well guys let me know it's batman the animated series and german music fans (laughs) uh is there anything else you want to talk about batman related batman related um doesn't have to be animated series no well uh you know the batman the animated series i'll I'll give you two things uh i i think that i'm after watching this i'm gonna go back and watch mask of the phantasm see if it holds up it does hold up uh and and even kind of go deep a little bit on these and i want to you know, I won't press you because your fans already know, but I'm going to take a look 
and kind of revisit them because they are fun. They're very bite-sized too. They flew, it flies by and it reminded me of like coming home after school right. and like watching this and being very fulfilled. They like, feel you like know. little movies. That's the thing. Yes. It's like, oh, this has like a three-act structure. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really fun. Movie-wise, I'm so curious. And we talked about it a little bit, the DC dilemma. Yeah. Um, I think that Christopher Nolan, I'm a fan of Christopher Nolan's movies, and I like them all. And I know that that people have issues with the third one, Mm -hmm. and and there's issues with the first one. But I think that he made an interesting uh, tableau. Like, I like that Batman, I'm so fine with. I like Michael Keaton Batman a lot. Um, But I am curious about this new Ben Affleck Batman, and more curious about the standalone Ben Affleck movie. Mm-hmm. What is that going to be? Because I will be honest and say I'm not a Frank Miller Batman fan. I kind of like, all right, it just looks like a little bit like Clint Eastwood and it's a lot of dialogue and I, I feel like it's too removed of anything. Like, And I feel like the fun thing about Christopher Nolan was he was dark, but it felt fun. It did feel like they could be these. Yeah. There wasn't, I mean, it was dark moments and a lot, like especially the third one I think is very dark. But um, there was a, something heroic or triumphant about it. Um, even the ending of Batman 3, uh, spoiler alert, but I think he, like, that's a tip of the hat to Vance. Like, yeah, he's alive, and he, he worked out. It all yeah. worked out. It's like, I like that he kind of did that for that character. And even the Michael Keaton Batman, fun and, and different and visually cool. I don't like just dark for dark's sake. No, and that's what it feels like right yes. now. Well, I feel like the Christopher Nolan ones were dark, but like he was like, cool. I have this vision. This I mean, that's such like a pretentious word, but yeah. like I have this idea of like how I want to do it, and I yes. want to make it good. Whereas it feels like these movies are being made to satisfy like a customer more. Yes, obviously they're all there to make money. Yeah, but, but like this one's like, what can we do that will that they'll like? The Dark Knight Rises to me is heat with is really just heat. It's a good guy and bad guy coming facing off with each other. You know, to a certain you know. I mean, yeah. I guess it's like, but it's like you know, but it's like, what would be heat be with superheroes? And they're not even really superheroes. Like the Joker is not. He's crazy. He's not like making like floats in a parade, and you know, right. like you know, and I love that. I love I love that kind of realism to it. And I feel like the Zack Snyder version, it's hyper realism. But it has no joy. There needs to be a joy. There, there. Even um, watching the Suicide Squad trailer, oui. I was like, "There's no joy in this." It's I like know. it's like produced by Hot Topic. <laughs> exactly, and I and I feel like, yeah, I just I can't get behind it. I don't I don't feel like I'm excited to see those movies, and it's bold to kind of be like, "We're gonna do a Suicide Squad movie before we even really have like broken what works about the heroes of this world. And it's a cool, I love Suicide Squad. Sure, but I yeah. was like, wait, let's build to this. Let's earn this. Basically. Well, it was like, like when they were going to do a Sinister, Sti- uh, Sinister Six movie. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You guys haven't even really been able <laughs> yeah. to nail down Spider-Man. And I'm still curious about how Spider-Man is going to play into this world. You know, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that with Marvel will do a good job, hopefully. And they've, I really loved Ant-Man. I really did too. And to be honest, I went in kind of like superheroed out yeah. and I was like, Ooh, this is really fun. Well, I hope for more Ant-Mans because it gives longevity to the franchise. It's like not everything has to be the end of the world. No, it the stakes be, were much smaller. It's way more interesting to me. It's like, just because you like this idea in film that you have to keep on, doing one more you don't just tell a good story yeah and i feel like that 
uh, yeah, that's that's the most interesting thing. Just tell a good story. You don't have to add more villains. You don't have to make it because going back to Batman the animated series, it's something that stood. It was almost like a procedural, and I think for lack of a better better for worse, I don't know how much I love it, but uh, Daredevil. Is like that. It's uh-huh. like, you know, it's like, okay, it's just going to be more about a procedural. And I think if you did a big budget procedural, it would work. Like, just give me a good Batman story. Yeah. Give me a I'm, good, you know, Ant-Man story. I'm happy. The best part about Ant-Man was I, I feel like they, you, you cared about the characters a little bit more than usual. Also, mm-hmm. they were like, we trust this idea enough that it's fun to watch Ant-Man. The hero yeah. is interesting. Yeah. It's not like we need to throw all this shit in there. Like the tie-in for the rest of the franchise yeah. was like, oh, that works. That makes sense. I totally felt like I was like not upset about that. I, I feel like it was a shoehorn potentially, but yeah. but it was fun. And I, I don't mind, but why not shoehorn it? You're, you have this giant web and I think you should be tying it all together. Like if you have the It was the best to... shoehorn I've seen them do in a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, I want the worlds to cross. That's part of the fun. I think as a kid, like that's the magic of it. I think like, you know, where I get upset is in like, I think like Star Wars is going to do a good job of that. Like, yeah. like I love the, the, the movie, like that's going to be stealing the plans for the Death Star. It's like, oh, and it's going to have uh, Darth Vader in it. And like, cause he has to be the bad guy. Yeah. I, and as long as James Earl Jones is alive, let's have him be the bad guy. Like let's, let's just start to weave our worlds a little bit more. So it just, it's more satisfying. Yeah. It's like fan service, but with like a purpose of a good story. Exactly. Above and beyond. And to me, it's like, all right, well he had to go, Ant-Man had to go break in to get something well why don't you just go yeah and it's here the most secure area yeah. of all the avengers headquarters and cory stall was like the first villain i cared about yeah i thought that i was surprised at how violent and again a spoiler alert coming like there's a violent death in that movie the bathroom or, yeah the bathroom death that was i mean even that lamb scene i was like sorry pat pat our audio engineer uh, is holding oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh is i was like oh please don't kill yeah. that cute baby thing <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was it was um, at moments really violent. Yeah, it was but, just but the great. right amount. Yeah, yeah, but enough to be scary. Like if you're a kid, but not enough to be like like horrific and you know too scary. Well, and bringing it back, I guess, to this cartoon is like cool. The villains of Batman are always interesting and a driving force. And I feel like a lot of the Marvel movies, as successful as they are, the villains are like kind of second banana. Yes. So it's like it was great to see a guy who like I'm sure they cut down his story, but I was like, oh, he's such like a charismatic actor that I was like, ooh, this is great. I love every time he's on screen. Well, and I, I'll go one further and go. I think that's the reason why Mission Impossible, the new one, is so good. I, I saw it seen last it yet. night. I'm excited. It's really good, and uh, that one's so good because. The bad guy is an interesting choice. He's not really over the top. I think James Bond has been doing that a little bit too. Like they they've ceased to be these really extreme. Like yeah. my fingers are made of gold. You know, <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. And I know there's no character whose fingers are made of gold. But uh, but, but like, I'd watch it. Yeah. Uh, but like I feel like that's what they did in this movie. And they they had tough henchmen, and he had a partner in it. It was like just give me like some characters I give a shit about. Yeah. And it makes it. Way better. And that's why I feel like even the, the Jason Blood character, I'm glad they gave him a moment to shine. Yeah. And that's what we really want. A Jason <laughs> Blood spinoff. Yeah, please, please, please. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, we'll work on getting that actual crystal ball with a little boy inside. I would love it. Hellish I would screams. Love it. I would love to have it. You have anything to plug? I do, as a matter of fact. Um, Rob Hubel and I, we did this stand-up comedy special on a moving glass bus. We drove around L.A., 
And we did this. We just had this, this idea that we've wanted to do forever. Take our stage show that we do at UCB and bring it on a moving glass bus around L.A. And we got like Aziz Ansari, Aubrey Plaza, Rob Corddry, Jack McBrayer, the Reno 911 guys reprising their Reno roles. Uh, and we did them all one night in New York. Uh, sorry, in Los Angeles. And we were releasing that special on Vimeo for three ninety nine. That's awesome. And you can get it on Vimeo or CrashTestShow.com. That's a comedy wet dream. It's uh, for fun. People. It's like Expendables uh, without the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. that was fun hopefully we'll get some closure on that crystal ball accessory in the next interview with jim fletcher huh speaking of which oh uh hold on a sec guys sorry i gotta take this hello justin it's me oh it's kevin conroy bot my robot assistant who looks identical to batman voice actor kevin conroy what's up kcb what do you mean what's up what is up with you? Where have you been? Oh man, I totally left to go on a podcast cast a couple of months ago without saying goodbye. Podquest cast, part five. Still crazy after all these podquest casts. I'm so sorry. Oh, I should probably explain what that is. Since no need. Your microphone was sick, so you went on a quest for the Golden XLR Met a Ghost Sandwich, rented a Nissan Sentra without wheels, and now you are on the road. The logic is flawless, and I should know I am a robot. So, what have you been doing in my podcast closet while I've been gone? I just learned how to make a trinky dink. Do you know what a shrinky dink is? Yeah. They're pretty cool. It starts out big and then it goes small. No, I, I know what a shrinky dink is. I, I'm just surprised, honestly, that a robot cares what is you, about. You're talking about a robot? Hey, is there somebody else in the car? Hey, hey, robot, it's me, Moody Guliani. I'm talking here. No, I am talking here. No, I'm talking here. No. I am talking here. You better stop, robot. I'm talking here. But I am the one who is talking here. But now I'm the one who's talking here, so I'm currently talking here. No, I am currently talking here. Well, yeah, so I'm going to keep talking, so I'm the only one who's talking here. Hi, my name's Moody Guliani. I'm I'm talking here. I'm uh, the mayor of Podcash. Uh, Yeah, see, I'm the one who's talking here. But I am the one who is talking here. Robot, well, I mean, come on, let's not fight. How about you vote for me? Moody Guliani, huh? Uh, gee whiz, I sure wish I could, but robots can't vote. Are you kidding me? This country gets worse and worse. First, we don't let women vote. Now we're not letting robots vote. I mean, when is everybody going to learn that everybody gets a chance to vote? Hey, why don't we uh, discuss the legality of robots voting another time? We got to move on with the show, but keep yourself busy, KCB. Goodbye, Justin. I love you. Wait, what did you say? Ba-ba-boo. Oh, ba-ba-boo. Yeah, well, ba-ba-boo to you too, Kevin Conroy bot. Get you on the flip side, scuba jay. I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Kevin Conroy bot. Saying goodbye. All right, goodbye. Sorry, guys. Uh, Let's get on to the next interview, shall we? Today's guest, Jim Fletcher. Jim isn't just a design director over at DC Collectibles. He's an insanely nice and funny guy to boot. He's a great artist and designer himself, and the reason I got to make that Batman commercial with Harry Chaskin for their new line of figures that we premiered at Comic-Con. He also loves the demon, so get ready for a fun one, you guys. Jim and I kind of go nuts. I'm sitting down with Jim Fletcher in his very office at DC Collectibles. How are you? 
I'm great, and thanks for letting me do this interview in my underwear. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, great. The secret's out. <laughs> uh, what's going on? How's your day been? It's been really busy today. Actually, it's funny you came in here to talk about Batman Animated because something you guys had seen for the animated commercial, which I'll just throw out there and pitch that everybody should go watch if you haven't seen Check it yet. Check it out. Thank you, Justin and Harry. Very awesome. Thank you, Jim. You're the reason that we made it, essentially. Let's just thank each other and say how fantastic is because at Batmobile, we were QCing the Batmobiles that we you guys had actually listened to test one, so the real ones are here. Ooh. So after this, maybe we'll go check one out. Yep. Sorry, everybody else who isn't in this office right now. <laughs> which is not... Too many people. Yeah, yeah. I'll vicariously, you can vicariously live through my experience touching a Batmobile that I don't own. Yeah, we can make like sounds for people and turn the lights on and off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like my dream. Jim brought a bell uh, as well as, I don't know what to call this. I don't know. It actually is a... It's like a sound, it's like a mini soundboard and an air horn. Yeah, it's a device that only says one thing. And what does it say? I'll let you control that (laughs) whenever you want to. You control the audio. And I control nothing. (laughs) So I wanted to, I mean, ever since I started the podcast, I was like, oh, got to talk to Jim. Obviously, because you work for DC, but you're also one of the the funniest, nicest people I've met in like not through comedy. (laughs) Okay. Seriously, it's like very rare. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Now I'm being judgmental. But I I was like, yeah, like, well, Harry and I met you through when we were like working on Friendship All Stars. And then you graciously gave us a tour of DC Comics. And And you you graciously gave me a tour of your place. That's true, of our apartments. Yes, your apartments. (laughs) This is the bed, this is the bathroom. Uh, You can flush the bed. You can sleep in the toilet. They were great. Really comfortable. (laughs) But uh, immediately when I asked you, like, oh, what would you like to talk about? You were like, the demon, hands down. Yeah, you're right. That is the first thing I said. Yeah, and I was like, Rachel Ghoul or Raz Al Ghoul, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, That version, like the demon's head, you know, like. Not the demon's head. But the demon. The demon. Etrigan the demon. Yeah. I always am uh, partial to the, I guess, the mystical character is like, or anything, or anything Kirby. Yeah. I'm just a Kirby fanatic. New Gods are some of my favorite DC characters. And not that the demon's a new god, but he was created. He was brought to DC around the same time. Yeah, I it was think. in like late 70s. We could Google it. You're right. We have the internet at our <laughs> fingertips. <laughs> almost. If there was only some way to find out this stuff, I almost was wrong. immediately. 1972, Shoot. early 70s. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jack Kirby creation. Uh, well, what drew you to the demon over other characters? Um, well, pro- when I first back then was reading comics, I was actually tracing over a lot of Kirby stuff to learn how to draw. Really? So everybody had giant hands. Um, but the demon was just so cool looking. I like the story. I've always been a big Arthurian fan. And he comes right out of there with Merlin and everything. And of course, he just looks so badass. Yeah. He's got fire eyes. And crazy ears. He's this big <laughs> hulking monster. Um, and he makes Jason Blood's life just a nightmare. So he's just such a cool, complicated character. And when I was a kid, I was like, wow, this hits almost all the notes that I like. So when I remembered he was on the show, and when we got to pick characters going into it, I'm like, well, luckily where I am, I get to have a pretty good voice and if we should do it or not. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. What do you do at DC Collectibles, real briefly? Okay, so I'm the creative director of Creative Services, um, and for DC Collectibles, what that means is I'm in charge of everything from the final approvals of all the sculpts all the way through production in China to the stuff leaves the port and ends up at your doorstep. So it's 
pretty much a soup to nuts team. We yeah, you're have the here. guy that runs this team. <laughs> one, one of the guys, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, it really is a big team effort, though. Without everybody else on the team, it just wouldn't work. There's so much... There's just so much great stuff that we do, and having all these people that have all these specialized skills to be able to make all the cool stuff that we're doing. I mean, no, you can't be a one-man band making toys. No, absolutely. Sure. What is, I mean, I guess, since I don't really know the full process, and I'm sure other people don't, like, maybe, here's a pitch. <laughs> just maybe. Just maybe. Why don't you walk us through the creation of, like, an action figure? Uh, for DC collectibles, okay, from start to finish, uh, like you know, why don't we like you? So the Etrigan, Etrigan is coming out. Etrigan hey, that's and a good example. Clary and the Witch Boy, two pack <laughs> with Tiku. Thank you, Tiku the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Tiku, let us learn about action figures, Tiku. <laughs> <laughs> we found a video beforehand that's on YouTube that's just Clarion is a little bitch. He uh, just sits there laughing and making fun of people. The whole we didn't name thing. this video. We just found it. That uh, is true. That's pretty much it. Uh, well, so, he is the witch boy, and it kind of rhymes. Yeah, it's kind of. But if they were being clever, maybe it should have been Clarion's little witch. Oh, you know but what? We should we, we should we message post, Bat we, Fan one two nine eight. We can't we can't post every video though either. So. No, that's true. <laughs> Well, so you guys came up. So I, first of all, it's insane to me that you're doing Clarion and Etrigan, like insane in the and best who? of ways. Etrigan and who? And Tiku. Thank God, <laughs> this is going to be a consistent thing. I can already Maybe. tell. Maybe uh, you're going to make me talk about Tiku the whole time. Well, I might. Right, Tiku is the the central character in this episode. Yes, yeah, so we're only making Etrigan and Clarion so we can make Tiku the little cat guy. That's the <laughs> right, only that reason was... we're making the other two. Yeah, they were like, well, we know that. Clarion's a really big sell, so we get, we can bring in all those yeah. Clarion fans to get to <laughs> yeah, to get to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I think it's really cool though that everything is so specific for the line, and like you know everything is episode specific. It has the branding iron mm-hmm. of Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, I'm really cool. selling your figures uh, without being asked. That's all you're I doing do a every great episode. Job. I just wish I had a brandy iron right here. I could use it on you as you're talking. Great, you liked it that much. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what are you going to do if we, you had that branding iron. We can melt up the plastic and stick it in your forehead. Oh, great! Probably that, make a little, you know, like the demons got on the show. He's got the little M thing. So. It sounds like a human nightmare for me. Could be. <laughs> Have a brand on my forehead. Uh, can, you go, can you boys bring it in? Oh, well, there's that bell. Where did that come from? All right, well, we have one other sound effect. <laughs> What's a branding iron sound effect? But anyway, yeah, I can walk you through the process yeah. of how we make stuff. Oh, yeah, there was a question. Uh, this is what happens when we hang out. Why do you answer a question with the question? So here, I uh, okay. So, yeah, well, how does it start? What's the, like, the, what's the approval process? Like, do you guys brainstorm characters up front, like, in a group meeting, or do you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I wake up in the morning, uh-huh. have my... Cheerios every day, drive the car to work. Okay. What kind of and wheels on your car? <laughs> Yokohama. Okay. Can we say that or we have we allowed to say You're not allowed to you're allowed to swear, but you're not allowed to say Yokohama. Yeah, we can't do sponsored names, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you get to work after a long luxurious drive. Luxurious. Yeah. Down beautiful downtown Burbank, like when I was a kid I always heard of. Yeah. Drive right Here down. it is. <laughs> this is where magic is made. I made it. The big time. There is a ton of like animation and comic book stuff here, though. It is pretty awesome, actually. Moving out here was a really big change from New York. But the longer I'm here, the more I understand why they did it. Because, you know, the whole company of Warner Bros. is focused right here. Yeah. Movies are happening here. The TV shows are happening here. I mean, nobody here to talk about gods and monsters. But that just came out. And that, you know, I got to see a lot of the uh, early drawings and stuff here. Because so I got cool. the works house right in the office. Uh, my Carlin helps with all um, getting all that stuff coordinated with the studio. So, so cool. So you guys get together. You you like pitch ideas for characters that you're going to make, or I, I guess I don't even know how it begins. 
Yeah, it was interesting doing the first couple of waves because we were trying to figure out how do we roll these out? Do we just go like do we just go in order of here's when the shows came out oh. and just go blah, 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 and roll it right through and then Start we're like with but, Red Claw. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That name has been thrown on the wall. Just so you know. Doesn't mean it's happening, but we are well, I think we've written down almost every meaningful appearance of anybody on the show <laughs> and some non-meaningful ones as well. But that's when stuff like Roxy Rocket comes out. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody, anyone saw that coming that quickly. No, definitely not. I think it's cool. It's like a mix of major characters and obscure. Yeah, and that's what we've been trying to do because I think if we just went in, in you know, number order, you know, then people either just wait it out for the ones they wanted. And then, but that's where we decided to go back and mix up the two series, some from the first one, some from the second one. So you don't really know where, when they're going to come out. Yeah. I thought it was a little more interesting for collectors to be like, oh, or maybe make them pull their hair out more. Like, oh, when are they going to get to this second version of the Riddler? I feel like as much as collectors maybe sometimes complain about that, I also know that like when I was more avidly collecting things, I've like some, I've, I've had like several times of like trying to stop myself, and then I just like <laughs> yeah, I get into clearly. one line. Well, yeah, but then like my, I were in Jim's office, and it's decked out in everything DC and a lot of Joker. You have a whole Joker shelf. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> But, you know, I feel like part of it is, like, the thrill of the hunt, right? Like, I loved, like, sure. especially when you couldn't get stuff online. I remember, like, stopping at, like, whatever. Way harder. Stores. Yeah. It, like, sucked, but it was also kind of fun to, like, have to search yeah, around and not from know what's... Walgreens to Toys R Us to the next store and, like, oh, my God, I hope I can find that other oh, toy. there's that know. weird pervert who shows up at 5 a.m. groping all the toy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Taking all the ones he wants and running out the door with them. Yeah. Isn't he too old to be in that aisle? <laughs> I work here, sir. <laughs> and now there's a world that accepts us, and it's I called know. the internet. Yay! And Comic Con. Yeah, honestly. Uh, well, and that's the cool thing is that these are like clear. These are the toys that kids like me idealized. You know, wanting when we were. You know, this show was on the air. Yeah, even doing them, even the idea of. And I, I, we will answer the other question you asked me. At yeah, I point, ke- I'm sidetracking you. <laughs> but even, but even doing the. Um, the toys in the first place that you mentioned that is so fantastic. Yeah. I mean, all the guys on the team actually couldn't believe we're getting a chance to finally do this because who hasn't loved this show? I mean, it's just everybody on my team is just what we actually got a chance to do these the way we want to do them. Yeah. And that's just been great. I mean, they're super accurate to Bruce's drawings. Um, you know, we've had, um, you know, Paul Dini has been involved with a lot of the stuff that we've been doing. He was on our panel um, and they've been super supportive and, Really think it's pretty great. How did it come up? Like, how long was it on the table to do action figures? Because I'm sure people were, like, clamoring about it, but... You know, this has been on... We've started discussing this before we even moved here. It's got to be five or six years ago, probably. Where we actually started saying, you know, we should probably get to doing these at some point. But there was a lot of stuff happening at the time, moving out here, resetting up the team. And finally, we sat down this year, like, you know, let's let's just do it. Let's just see if we can get out there and get get these things done. So just some a lot of you know you pitch a lot of toy things out they don't always show up right away I mean some ideas we pitch them out three four years in a row and finally the timing just happens to be right huh. and that's what this was all about basically no one else was doing anything like them um, there wasn't any other, other our major partners really doing much with it and then we think the timing has just been fantastic for people who because you'd have to go online and find the old toys yeah which are fine because I have them all yeah or or that's all you, that, there's no more aura that's it. Did you have a favorite, like, Kenner toy, one of the old ones? Do you remember? Um, Man Bat has always been really cool. Yeah, you know, push the button on his back and his wings flap. It's so great. So it's probably Man Bat, even though, yes, I'm a big Joker fan. Um, 
We don't just say it's true. Yeah. We don't just say it happens to be a fact. Yep. But I think Man Bat was my favorite one of the old toys. Yeah, it's crazy how many they got through. I remember the villains were really hard to find. Yeah, like my Penguin was really hard for a while. Yeah, it was like an $80 action figure yeah. when you went to like you a have specialty. Them all? I do. Me too. I do okay. have okay. them all. So They're not in great shape because I played with mine. Oh, I saw, them, I saw them in packaging. Ooh. I do have an extra penguin, so maybe, just maybe, if you're nice enough, I think I can probably get you one in a package. Well, well, well. Mm. My buddy, Harry, who you know, but maybe the internet audience doesn't, <laughs> episode you, two. What do you mean they don't know? Who well, he talked about Two-Face, uh, and he helps make the commercial. He co-made that commercial for mm. the action figures, but uh, he, when we were younger, one of the first times I met him, he just went to a garage sale down the street. It was, like, close to Burbank. And somebody was selling off a bunch of the animated villains oh, for, like, so two great. to five bucks a pop. And he was like, yeah, I just scored a penguin for five bucks. And I was like, <laughs> this is nuts. And I was like, we're going to be friends for life. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him doing that. That's so great. Uh, and, yeah, I mean. And, and that happened to be true. And then he went back to check for it. didn't beat him up and take it. No, I didn't yeah, beat okay. him up. I don't have any muscle mass. Are you kidding? For Penguin, you might have gone to the. Yeah, penguin. you're right. Yeah. I, I do want that. You get that tra- the crazy Joker strength that you just turn it on. <laughs> We're talking like Joker, Venom, Arkham yeah. style? No, just like wiry Joker. Oh, okay. He's a regular Joker. He's not like a big, huge guy, but he you know, punches out with Batman. Sometimes. Yeah, I guess it's just that he has no inhibitions, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's unafraid to do why anything. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, he's recklessly arrogant. <laughs> That's why oh, he's so strong. That. I want that on my business card. Uh, Jim Fletcher, recklessly arrogant. That's why I want my intro to go. Okay, great. I'll, I'll work on my, it. I'll change my title. Great. <laughs> well, well, he quit. <laughs> he quit his really cool job. <laughs> Now he's just reckless. <laughs> he's just wandering the streets with no pants on. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. Well, it's going to be tough to reroute back to. So that's how you make a toy. That's how you. Oh, there we go. That was it. So, do you guys get production samples or like, you know, did you get to access like the archives of designs and art and, and stuff from the show? Yeah, Sean Knapp, who's done all, most of the heavy, all the heavy lifting, art directing the stuff, actually had to go back to get like. Um, you know, production drawings. He got the whole set of DVDs and he watched them all. He's been talking. Oh, to what him. a horrible chore. Oh, I don't have to he, watch all. How of does them. he get through it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how do we do these jobs? <laughs> um, so he put a lot of time and effort into all that, trying to figure out what accessories would make the most sense. Um, so there's, he coordinated some of that again with Mike Harlan, who works here. He works with the animation guys. So he's been very involved in all that. And he'll bring in the ideas he thinks work and then we'll bat him around. Um, but the basic, the basic, yeah, so the basic trucks are after I get here, or mm-hmm. like I said. So we'll sit around and, yeah, for example, Etrigan, we'll, we'll find out, well, what kind of reference do we have? And, you know, Sean's like, well, I watch the show and, you know, we have all these images and blah, blah, blah. But we really want to make sure in this case we had a model sheet. So he, he has all the model sheets somewhere in his office, not the original Bruce drawings, but, you know, basically copies of them. Right. And he'll send those out to um, Irene Matar sculpted. That one, but like 85% of the line so far. So he'll send it out to her and she'll match what's on the sheet. She's doing them all digitally, which is all everything. All the Batman stuff's been sculpted digitally, so there's no traditional sculpting on it. That's so crazy. I know. That's that's a whole different discussion. But that's, I'd say about 80% of our stuff's digital now. Most of it's sculpted digitally. Do you guys run into problems? Because I imagine it's pretty hard. I mean, turnarounds are super helpful, but like translating a 2D character that also like, I don't know, the, the style, like, depending on the animation studio of the episode, like, mm-hmm. it's going to look different from Color, episode to episode. Colors are all over the place. Yeah. What was that? Well, actually, not uh, the most interesting one of these things that, that Sean had to figure out was actually the Batmobile. 
because there's a lot of cheats on it. Because you uh-huh. know when the, in the opening of the show when it's driving down the street, it's so it's like long, a ten mile long. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> so then we he actually built one out of paper to see how big it would actually. It's well, I don't have a ruler here, but the thing was like it was massive. I'm like. I'll never be able to produce it. it can't well, actually be to scale. He, he's like, if we did it to the size of the opening show, this is how big it would be. It was like my leg. I mean, it was this huge. I'm like, what's, that's crazy. So he he brought like three or four different, you know, to the table. Like, here's all the ones we can do. This is probably the more likely one, uh-huh. which is the one we picked, of course. But um, it's still we we also want it to fit two people, and the way it's drawn on the show. It's almost you technically can't even fit two people in it. Right. So, Unless you're inside the Batmobile and suddenly you can see them talking to each yes, other. Yes, and then it suddenly magically expands. So there's all these interesting cheats like that. But yeah, some of the characters that show up a lot, they're just, the, the colors are different. Actually, Man Bat was an interesting one. For some of the episodes, he's like kind of a lighter gray and then he's a I mean, lighter brown and then he's a darker brown. And right, because he's one. like flying through and then it's the, the night. Nighttime, and there's, I know a lot of these shows have nighttime colors and daytime colors. How do you choose? Is it just whatever's most representative of That's them as a whole? That's what we try to look at. What makes the most sense? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we can't paint everybody in nighttime colors. They'll be pretty dark. But you have to really sit down and go, what make, and also it makes sense for a toy. Even when we do comic book-based stuff, we don't just say, well, there's the color it is in the comic book. We'll just paint, we'll just paint the toy that color. Right. Because you can get a lot of crazy vibrant looking things if and you kind of want it to match as like a series whole mm-hmm. like if you put them all on a shelf you don't want it to clash yeah unless someone's supposed to <laughs> like my shoes Jim's got cool <laughs> shoes cool shirts <laughs> full heart can't lose boom uh, man we gotta take a picture of your coat <laughs> oh the back of it's even better that was the uh, that was the San Diego coat yeah to Comic Con you wore a coat that you I don't know what the word is bedazzled <laughs> with pieces of action figures <laughs> bedazzled's a good word yeah Basically, a lot of that, all those pieces that are on there were um, actually, you know, part of the toy development process is breaking things and making sure they're working correctly. So that is a bunch of leftover stuff that we were breaking and testing. I've been to a room where there's just a jar of action figure heads. It's like, want five poison ivies? They're just the heads. That's what that's pulled (laughs) from. It's terrifying. So that's what that whole, so it's... um, But this is a work of art. This is cool. Well, first, you know, first I I decided just to glue the heads on. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of okay. But I'm like, what does it need? Glitter, of course. <laughs> so I basically just dump glue gun all over that thing. Two jars of glitter. or So dumped it over the place and right now after the show, and my wife was like super happy when she came home and the whole carpet behind the kitchen was just <laughs> glitter. And she's like, so what were you working? I'm like, well, got to go to Comic-Con. I'll uh, see you. Bye. <laughs> Jim! Oh my God! So uh, I'll take theater. a picture of it and put it. I'll tweet it okay. at BTAS Podcast. You can find it. And the back's even more fun. Oh yeah! The front. I mean, it's adorned with man bat wings. Man bat like, wings. It's like kind of and the heads. Yeah. Uh, I want to actually. What I want to do is light up those Mister Freeze heads, but I just did it at the last second. So they're pretty great. Yeah, it was it was quite a thing. I'm going to see next year if I can actually double the amount of stuff on that. And actually make an entire suit out of action figures. <laughs> That's pretty heavy already. Yeah, you're going to be weighed down. And, and well, good thing Comic-Con's not hot. Oh, sure. It's <laughs> in the middle of the winter. Oh, okay. My God. So Back to the process. I keep, <laughs> you are never going to get your answer. I'll never get the answer. This is going to be... People are going to hate it. Uh, no, they're going to love it. So you pick the character. You get the turnaround. So wait, how did Etrigan come up? Like, okay. So we were going through all the characters we wanted to do, and we have we just we have our office has whiteboards, and so we would just literally what just write down a giant list sure. of people. And he was on there. I'm trying to think we threw someone off for him. 
I don't remember, but we were actually trying to figure... I know he was kind of starting to line up with... We have all, like you said, there, there's the main characters, and then there's the Man Bats and the Etrigans and uh-huh. those kind of... The Bullocks and whatever. We're trying to figure out where do they fall into play. Um, I'm trying to remember where we actually picked Etrigan. Was there actually a, a real reason? Well, we all thought he looked cool, which is another good reason to make a toy. Because, yeah. you know, they, I mean, a guy... A, to me, a cool guy like that, even if it's someone like Gordon, who's super important... I'll probably buy the monster guy yeah. over the guy in the suit. Although Gordon's a great character on the show. I think it just came down to he was he was probably the next coolest guy we thought we should make <laughs> after Man Bat. And he's and then we're like, well, you know, if we're gonna make him, what are you gonna do? We're not probably ever gonna make Clary on a team on his own. <laughs> separately, although maybe we you know, maybe we should like we discussed earlier, but Right. Well, I mean maybe you you still got that transformation Tiku that kinda <laughs> oh, looks yeah. like Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, like girl Tiku or whatever yeah. she is, yeah. So um we decided just to put them all together and make a cool like deluxe box out of them. So somebody like Irene, uh, in this case, would sculpt mm-hmm. this digitally and right. then so what happens from that? So you point? send comments back and forth and I know there was a lot of comments on the demons facial structure because like you were pointing out earlier the translation from just a flat face into the some of the way it's shaded on the show you really have to go in there and figure out where are the like cheekbones going to go uh-huh. how's the mouthpiece actually go scarecrow was a good example of that too because yeah that seems like a real tough one because his face is in shadow it's all in shadow so what do you do you know yeah. so we basically debated do we sculpt in the shadow and then paint it down to there but we haven't really been doing stuff with the shadows so we basically just sculpted his face kind of plain but because of the big hat it actually actually works like when the light hits it, it yeah it, you can you can make the same effect maybe your next commercial and we'll figure it out okay cool great so it's greenlit <laughs> done right here <laughs> you heard it here it's recorded <laughs> it here and it, this is a legally binding <laughs> podcast <laughs> Oh, perfect. There, there you go. That was the perfect first use of that since its introduction. Well, yes. The other one was not that great. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, so, right. So, she'll sculpt the thing, and you know, we'll go back and forth with notes for a while. And then when we think it's done, we're like, okay, this is perfect. She'll send it out and get it printed. And because it's 3D, now it goes with 3D printer instead of just a traditional molding and casting thing. So, it'll be printed out with 3D printer, then it gets cleaned up. We send it off to our painter, Jason Wires, who's painted, I don't know, 90% of them probably. And um, that's when the other discussion happens about, well, should it be this color red? Is it that color red? Ah, Do we use the shadow color red or the regular red for his red? And what color is his face? Orange or is it yellow? Well, yeah, I've been into a room here. And maybe I'll cut this out if I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, But we're like, you have different versions of them. And it's like, oh, the penguin's hat is tilted a little too much. Or like, the monocle's not quite right. And they're like, slightly off. Yeah. But you guys are like, (laughs) really trying to perfect it. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's got a few names. It's called the Toy Grave. Yard. It's also now called the Action Figure Archive. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Which one do you prefer? I like Toy Graveyard because it's got, you know, kind of a spooky yeah. vibe I just wish I could it. put, like, dry ice in there when you open the door. <laughs> just have a fog machine and a maze and to a get ghost. to all of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, like you'd have to have a ghost. ghost. could be in there. Or, oh, you know. that'd be good. Right? Not bad. Maybe okay. For, maybe for Halloween. Yeah. We'll try to work. Honestly, if you guys did a maze here... Well, we did have a maze-ish this last year. Really? No, it wasn't quite a wasn't quite a maze, but we decked out the whole place as apocalypse. So we had like a like a five and a half foot tall dark side head with light up eyes and like fire. We had glowing fire pits all over the ground. People just made them. Yeah, we just we stayed. We would come out on weekends and evenings. Oh. 
Um, you gotta invite me to Halloween next time. Okay, next time you gotta go. But we're I can't reveal the theme yet, but I will tell you off camera because okay. now we have we have big competitions in this office. So now there's all the other New Yorkers are here. So the, I think there's gonna be a little more bring it. Attitude. Apocalypse is pretty damn good. Yeah, I've got something I'll show you after this. Okay, it's okay. gonna blow your eyeballs out <laughs> if I can figure out how to pull it off. <laughs> uh, so we have Etrigan, you know, you've kind of like quality controlled his color and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're done with that. Yeah, we get the things out to Jason and he paints it up. We get two copies in here, we send one to China and then we keep one for reference. Then that's when the process becomes really long because every, each toy takes about a year. From the beginning all the way to the end. So it's That's a really nuts. long... I know, it's crazy. A really long process. So then it goes to China, um, and they will go ahead and start making test shots of the toy to make sure it's working correctly. The joints are assembled right. They'll try to match the paints. That goes on for months. Um, and then we'll finally see something we like. And sometimes we'll have someone on the ground there. Like, we'll fly someone over there, either me or one of the other guys on the team. Or right now, this our art director, Brian Webster, has been there for on the ground for quite a while. So he's over there QCing a bunch of stuff. Um, and then we'll approve it. They'll send it in. We'll test it out ourselves, mm-hmm. play with it, um, send our comments back. If we see anything wrong, and then the production starts, and that's when they start the big injection injection process. Yeah. So basically, it's you know these giant machines injecting plastic into these Tetris blocks of really of, of cut steel. So something it's you cut a big steel block apart, um, that are really heavy and big considering the size of the toy. And then there's just all this pressure on the toy and the plastic shoots into all the little holes that we've cut. Oh, that must be so cool and weird. <laughs> it's pretty interesting over there. Yeah. So, and then when they come out, they actually hand cut all the little pieces apart, which are, um, they cut them off these things called sprues, uh-huh. which are long strips of plastic with all little... They're like attached in between. Yeah. Like it's like a grid with. I feel like yes, some toy to like explain. overseas they don't do it for you, so you have to like pull them off of. Well, they, they do. Someone, the individual people, cut all those arms off the sprues and the feet and the hands. All that gets cut off. So even though it's mass production, it's mass produced by people. It's like a big, you know, it's like a big robot comes out and cuts all the pieces off and spray paints everything and sends it back. It's nice that there's like some sort of human component to it. That's reassuring that there's not like a Cyberdyne type Terminator Not takeover. that I've seen, but they are getting a lot of technical advancements that they keep working on. So I keep wanting to go over there, though, one day just <laughs> Cyberdyne. There's just a big robot that scans you and they're like, welcome, Jim Fletcher. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I've been working on it. I've been working on it I for this I, interview. I wish I had my voice alternator thing here, but it's Well, fine. you do have this. I, yeah, that's the If I could yell into it, that'd be great. <laughs> I guess I can yell. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, and Clarion, you guys are just like, let's make it a two-pack. Why not? That's, I mean, I that's great. I feel like that's what never happened when I was a kid. It was like, no, you're never going to see a character like that. You'll be so lucky if you get Etrigan, which I think they made for, like, the Justice League Unlimited line. But Yeah, he wasn't in, I don't think they made it. Tw- no. I don't think so. I don't have Not it. an old one. No. They, they made, like, a... But his also his design changed. He's, like, much squatter and, like, keeping yeah, yeah, the yeah. JLU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's that was cool about char- throwing in characters like that because I think that's what people... That's what keeps people coming back to the line. Like, yeah. oh, man, they're doing this guy and they're doing that guy. That... Throwing in Clarion and Teagle was great. That was yeah. really a fun thing. That's awesome. Because even in the way we're doing it episodically, I mean, how do you not put him in? I mean, the whole right. The whole He's show's only in one episode. With the whole, with all of them. So. Well, we needed Jason Blood. Yes, that'd be that'd be good to see that. That's when it gets tricky. Yeah, or, or people are going to say that. They go, okay, well, you did this. What about Jason Blood? I mean, we haven't done a Bruce Wayne yet either. We haven't done an Alfred. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of people we haven't gotten to. They're they're still 
pretty important. Well, it's show. cool that you're making Gor- that Gordon figure. <laughs> He's awesome. It's one that I always wanted, but it's like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, for a guy with a coat and a mustache, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I guess they made that at like kind of emaciated, like new Batman Adventures Gordon in like a four pack for oh, something. Yeah, that like, one. Yeah, and his arms are just like stuck in like holding two guns mode. <laughs> yeah, uh, it looked yeah, good yeah. for like. I mean, I was surprised they even made that back then, but these are like above and beyond. We really did feel like we went above and beyond. And again, not to slight the old toys, but, you know, the toy technology's even changed. Sure. The trickiest part about these guys is the little teeny ankles right. and the little freaking wrists. I How mean, do you stay are, accurate to a design without making it Yeah, and you have to, to be playable. With. And, it, you know, that's, well, that's why we had to put the bases with them, actually, because, you know, some of those ankles are just too small. I mean, and they're, they're really cool, but you can, you can put a really strong plastic in there. Yeah. But get them to stand up and posing like that, whew, a human body would collapse in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So that's why we actually went ahead and made those stands. And it, but it also gave us a cool idea. I mean, a cool way to tie it back into the show was putting the print on the bases of the, the turnarounds. Yeah, you have the turnarounds. That's a really awesome way of using the art. Yeah, so that was great. So you get that out of it. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, not everybody needs a stands, but, you know, like the penguin doesn't need a stand. He'll get one anyway. Oh, he's a sturdy guy. <laughs> he's a sturdy dude. We'll call him sturdy. <laughs> Oswald, Third maybe uh, you know he's up he's, on the RSRD. He's he's Rubenesque. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry, my art. Now it's turning into an episode of art talk. Okay, well we shouldn't we shouldn't penguin shame him. No, um, we shan't. We shan't no, penguin is, shame. He's a bad guy, so I don't feel that bad. Yeah, you're right. He's horrible. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> he's a horrible man. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay, we, just went down we really down. went down a rabbit hole. Uh, Okay, so Rabbit Hole Batman's a different line, so we can't discuss that. Oh my god. Uh, let's play yes, no, maybe. This is a game I made up today. Yes, no, today? You just made today, it up. Today. It's very complicated. Your answer will be yes, no, or maybe. And I'm going to ask you whether or not these figures will be in the line. Then I will put the blah blah gun down. Yeah. I'm putting the blah blah toy away, and I'll make a noise so you can hear I did it. <laughs> if you're so inclined, uh, you can expound upon things. Oh, there we go. We have a pop gun. Okay, yes, no, or maybe. A life-size Clarion the Witch Boy trapped in a crystal ball from the end of the episode. A life-size? Life-size. Yes, definitely. Definitely going to happen. That is not, no way that's not happening. Paul Shear will be happy. Uh, You can send me an email. Batman with spikes growing out of his body. Oh, man. I so want that. Right? Well, we could do snap on... Let's see how this one does. So I'm going to give that a solid maybe. Solid maybe. Well, there could be like accessory packs. I don't know if well, you guys have talked about that. Yes, we have talked about that. But also you got you got the guys like Clayface in there where you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So you that. have a Clayface coming out, right? There will be a Clayface at some point. Yeah, I think we announced that. If we didn't, we'll have to cut out. It announced it at Comic-Con, but <laughs> nobody's seen it yet. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm more on top of your job. <laughs> No, well, you... okay, time to switch places. You can come in here tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, great. I'll use my luxury wheels. Oh, my God. We should so do that if you were sitting here tomorrow morning. That would be great. Just uh, I'll Freaky just, Friday? I'll just hide. You just sit in here. <laughs> like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Green light all the figures. Get to work. <laughs> uh, okay, so. That's a, that is a maybe because I, we've tried to think of what else we can do with Batman, but there's that's a great scene. I love that. It's scene. really so fun. Uh, on that note, like there are all the people that turn into trees in that Poison Ivy episode. That's another one. There's all those weird like people. There's Batman sticking his head out of Clayface and that whole deal. That's mm-hmm. one I legitimately want. That's, That's so creepy. Uh, okay, the Condiment King. 
Yes, <laughs> I knew no, that maybe. Because I've bothered you about it since day one. I, actually, all I can say is he was one of the people we actually wrote on the wall. Ooh. So maybe. So he's being considered. Okay. He is definitely being considered. Uh... Let's say uh, Old Ladies of Gotham 2-Pack featuring Dr. Leslie Tompkins and Alfred's sort of girlfriend, Maggie. I won't say no. That's a real maybe. <laughs> That's a real That's maybe. That's a real maybe. Not a yes, but it's definitely a maybe. Lightning Rainbow Cyber Gear Hover Attack Batman with Skydive Tornado Accessory. You know, I haven't said no yet, so I'm going to give you a no. Okay, Just okay. Just haven't said any no. So we're not going old school uh, horrible variant. <laughs> Probably not. Alfred. One thing, just quickly, that's one Ooh. thing that's not in our mission statement. We're, we're, our job is to try to be accurate to the show. So, <laughs> so no. <laughs> Fair enough. Alfred with serving tray. <laughs> as he was originally released. Oh, I think he said a surfing tray. Surfing. Oh, man, if Alfred surfed on a tray, <laughs> dreams do come true. <laughs> surfing tray. Um, that's interesting about what we're going to do with Alfred. We, I think we'd all like to get to him. I just don't know... How yet? If he if he goes, does he know the guy in a two pack with Tico? Ooh, there we go. Alfred and <laughs> Transform. Everybody with Tico. Tico, go get Alfred. <laughs> get him, Clarion. <laughs> so Alfred, yes, I just don't know. He's a yes, I just don't know how. But I think he should have a serving tray. Ooh. I mean, how do you know? How do you know how he carries it all over? I the mean, place. also the Alfred that came out in the Kenner line was taller than Batman. <laughs> Oh, he definitely should be, right? <laughs> right. He is a two stories tall character. <laughs> We're going to make him like the size of Demon or Killer Croc. Okay, you know? that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, deluxe. Yeah, buff Alfred. Uh, Renee Montoya and Bullock as Santa and an elf. Holiday two pack. <laughs> oh, that's good. I have to say we haven't written that down. Well, you know, I'm giving you ideas. <laughs> that is good. I don't know if it's a yes, but that's, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, just like an exhausted Francine Langstrom. Of course. <laughs> okay, like great. Just over a desk. <laughs> just like, oh my god, oh, my, my husband god. and me now are we're man bats. Man bats. She together. bats. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that would be a great piece, though. Just, just her sitting on the there. desk with her head in her hands like this. Let's let's say yes. Kirk, come on, not again, only Kirk. If, only if it sounds. Okay, great. She okay. <laughs> greenlit. That's the greenlit uh, bell. Okay. Spider Man. <laughs> Two-pack? Or what do you think, Tickle? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> For sure, packed in with the cat again. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I should say maybe. Well, from the animated show? This is so much more action? of an answer than I expected. This is how hard we think about everything. Yeah, you really were like, how can we fit Spider-Man a different property? Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, Kyodai Ken, the ninja wow. from Night of the Ninja. If you turn your microphone off, I can maybe answer your Okay, question. okay. We'll leave it at that. Jonah Hex? Oh, man, I'd love to do Jonah Hex. Right? He feels like in the same zone as Etrigan. Like, you got to yeah. have a Hex down the line. He, he has been on the list for sure. Um, so, I, I he, he's, he'd be great. What about Rayshaw Gould dressed in, like, his foppish 1800s gear? Oh, <laughs> wow. Monocle top hat? No. <laughs> uh, ba 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 Let's see. Whoopi, Barbara Gordon's gross one-eyed teddy bear. <laughs> Maybe if we did Barbara Gordon. And an accessory. I, I guess she say, does figure into it. Yeah, if we can throw Tickle in there again. Just keep throwing him in, then why can't we do that? Great, then we'll why? get a rosy-cheeked Commissioner Gordon who's embarrassed <laughs> about Barbara forgetting her bear. <laughs> Alternate head. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Rupert Thorne and Roland Daggett. Those are like crime bosses. They're, now, what do you, would you do those guys? I, I meant as a toy. Thorn for sure. 
feels yeah. like he's like such I, I, a. I think so. He's he's, oh, he's all over the. I guess so. Daggett is also kind of part. He's part of the Clayface origin. He's in Appointment in Crime Alley. Those are like Comic Con exclusives. Maybe you put like Thorn and like Harvey Dent. Yeah, or I something. could I could see something like that. Ooh, what about like a Two Face with like his bandages on? Oh, that's good. We could do an alternate head because their heads do come off. All yeah, these guys, so we could do that. Yeah, I some of them have cool hands. I have to say, we didn't write that one. I will write that one down because yes. we did not think of that. Oh my god. Perfect. Actually, I'm really going to write that down. You're legitimately writing this down. <laughs> really Great. Write it down. Uh, guys, if this ever comes out, you know that you can thank me for it. You're welcome, Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Earth, which Earth, though? Earth 1? No, oh, here we go. It's another conversation. Uh, Look, I'm actually his two-faced. This is happening. Bandage head. Well, you got to bring Grace into it, his, you know, his fiance. Why not? Uh, yeah, but she could be a two-pack with Langstrom's wife. <laughs> with Langstrom's wife? <laughs> Exhausted women who shouldn't be dating uh, men who are worse Ex- uh, worse than them. Exhausted cartoon women. Date people who are as good as you guys try, are. Try to step it up a little bit. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, Langstrom, I guess it was an accident. Harvey's... Sure, but then, uh, come on. Like... She got to be on. a man bat, though. That was fun. That's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> you uh, want to fly, right? Yeah. I don't know if I need the rest of the grief with it, but... It, you know, that's, that's pretty cool, even if you're a demon monsterish yeah, bat. Right. Would you rather be that demon monstrous bat or the demon? Or Rachel Ghoul the demon? You have to pick a demon, since we're talking about the demon technically, right? Which, I, where are you going to go? I would probably... I feel like I'd probably end up picking Raish because it, he seems to have the most control, but man bat flies and Etrigan's got magic. It's tough. Except Etrigan, yeah, I know. Well, you also have to be Jason Blood then if you're going to be Etrigan, right? You can't just be Etrigan. He's pretty cool, but he also fucked like up big time. Yeah, it's kind of, he's kind of a mess. Yeah, a hot mess. he's a bit of a mess. He's a hot mess. <laughs> I think everybody can agree that Jason Blood is a hot mess. He's literally on fire half the time. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of like an early version of Highlander, sort of, with a demon <laughs> attached to it. God, why isn't there an Etrigan series? I don't know. I feel like all of that will eventually happen with the way things are expanding. Oh, my God. Yeah, the DC Universe keeps growing. It's so great. Uh, Nora Freeze, an exciting life support stasis tube. <laughs> no, but that's funny. I feel like if you release a Freeze with her, a people free, would get free, it. In a Freeze playset. You know what? I bet if you That'd had like cool. him in an iceberg, like really sad looking at that. There's that image from one of the episodes. Oh, you could do him in Captain America. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have the rights to Captain America <laughs> here. That's a problem. That's going to make some calls. So you can't do Spider-Man, but you can yeah. definitely do Captain America. Well, hi, Marvel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. You're calling Marvel directly. Um, yeah, Captain America. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh, okay, they're doing it. They're already yeah. doing it. Hasbro's doing it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, people. Uh, deluxe Hardak playset. Hard- Hardak. I love that. That's another character I like him a lot, though. Yeah, it's just um, a gigantic... Well, I guess, what about, like, that Batman, the computer Batman? Yeah, like, that's robot cool. Batman? See, that's pretty cool. That'd be cool. His wow, chest you, you were digging deep, man. Well, that's I good. feel like that's like something that would probably be easy because you have reuse. You put a head in a, and a, a bunch of computer buttons. Yeah. yeah. Beep, boop, boop. There you go. Comic Con exclusive. <laughs> Another done. one. You're fully Comic Con. Yeah. Well, exclusive. I just want all of these things to be made. Full of something. Uh, shit. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see. A police blimp. Oh man. I, I think I legitimately. Cool. You know. Okay. That's. Okay, you know I'm gonna write it down. Yes, write we it have, down. We please. Have not, we didn't think of that. Police blimp. It's just so emblematic of the series. We have to get something to get up in the air. I mean, not like a blimp. We have to put on a stand or something. Sure. You can just run it rolling around in your desk. Right. Hmm. You could have it come with the character that Kevin Conroy voiced from the first episode. Ooh. And uh, nobody really cares about. It. You could. Be, who would be in a police blimp? I don't know, but it's a cool prop thing. Yeah. Well, I wrote it down. There One you go. Of the cops. Two. You are two in now. Okay. 
Well, Is this one's it? really going to make oh, you boy. excited. Uh, down. Farmer Brown and that creepy <laughs> goat from Critters. There's the creepiest goat in Critters that I love. I know love. what you mean. Uh, Farmer Brown, wow. I feel like he is the most loved slash hated character. Um, well, what, what, where do you put him with Condiment King? Ooh, like which would I rather I mean, have? As far, yeah, no, is Condiment King a hated? I don't know if he's a hated I character. think Condiment King is kind of like loved, but probably more niche than Farmer Brown. Well, I don't know. They're both pretty. Tough. Come on, Farmer Brown brought giant praying mantises and okay, pterodactyls. You know what? That's true. That's, that's kind of badass. But Harvey you know, Bullock fighting a giant praying mantis is something I never thought I'd if, see in my if, life. Well, yeah, okay. It was just happened before you came here. It was weird. Right. It wasn't the episode it. of Critters I'm talking about. <laughs> I was just on my <laughs> way to Burbank. Freeway. Yeah, the five was swamped with crazy praying mantis creatures. <laughs> but you know, we could do it. Yo, that's kind of funny. Maybe think, what if we did, is there enough animals on the show to do a whole animal box set? I think you could. I mean, at least Farmer Brown. <laughs> well, I mean, but yes, him, you've got the man. They have pterodactyls they, and a the blimp. Goat. There's a blimp, a tax scene in that. Uh, is there? Yes. Oh, yes. We'll have to check it out after this. Yep. An animal box set. I don't know if we have Who one. else? I mean, I can only think of like Ace the Bat Ace, Hound from Beyond, though. The cat cat when we were dinner cat. Oh, right? yeah, Isis. You guys really are down with making little cats. Eagle. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's nothing. I don't know there. what other animals there are. But we get the Farmer Brown place with a bunch of animals. Like Honestly, kind of a cool. rocket silo, it's pretty cool. That's not bad. Okay. Maybe not the first place that we'll do, but that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, play sets in general, like a bat cave. We would love to get to that. We've or like actually, some sort of... We've been discussing of some sort of place. A bat cave would obviously be a, a wise choice. Right. This um, is a maybe, obviously. Well, actually, a, we got such a great reaction. The reason it actually came up at San Diego, we built those, you know, those buildings. Oh yeah, which you three D printed. Yeah, and your buildings, people love. So oh, the ones you guys cool. made for the show and the ones we had, people are like, are you guys gonna do this or what? Like this stuff is really cool. I mean, that was my favorite part of getting to make that commercial oh, was the buildings, the buildings well, you got getting to paint to, some right. Right. I mean, I got to help paint. It's I can barely do anything. John Sumner designed <laughs> them, and uh, based off of actually, like you gave us access to. The uh, like kind of archives of animated series yeah, production art and like the original design. So like he got to dive into that and give us a bunch of like the wharf is actually based off of all of the episodes that feature the wharf. So it's got like laughing fish. Wharf from Star Trek. Uh, wharf, yeah. So uh, <laughs> oh, I'm weird. sorry, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you went there. That's a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wharf. So we designed the background of that commercial after the Star Trek character Wharf. So that's why you know it's so uh, Klingony. <laughs> Everything clings on. There's <laughs> nice. not really a joke there. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> by the bell, as they say. No, but we did. We based it off of uh, like laughing fish and uh, house and garden, cool. yeah. like kind of like elements of all of them. Sins of the father, but. So, any other playsets? Play, I mean, playsets are great. The a problem with the only problem with the playsets is they're super expensive to produce. Yeah, they're huge. I mean, even the Batmobile. I mean, I think it's a great it's a great price for hundred bucks for us. But you know, we don't make the same amount as a big, huge toy company. Right. So, making a playset would be super expensive. Well, unless we sold it in pieces. What if you did that? I mean, this is like more of a mass marketing thing. But like when they would sell pieces of yeah. a playset with each figure, we could. We could. That's probably the way we'd have to do it if we were going to do a playset. And cool. then, yeah, is it Batcave? Is it the police station? Is it, you know, Farmer Brown's field? <laughs> I think everybody wants Farmer Brown's I'm field. sensing from all the people calling in. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel wants the rights to Farmer Brown's field. No, there we got Mr. Freeze's thing. They yeah, can just chill out. What I, I really want. Oh, what about, okay, what about there's a guy who, oh, Grant right. Walker. 
He's a character who like try, he kidnaps Mr. Freeze in the other Mr. Freeze episode, and he basically wants to live forever. He's like a Walt Disney. Oh, that guy. He I would love. No, not that. God damn it! <laughs> I got a hard no on that. Ash, darn it. Yeah, I mean ha- Ash potatoes. Uh, Ash potatoes. Well, what about like Superman? I mean, you've talked about this Superman, Justice League, Batman Beyond. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely on our radar. We want to get to that stuff. Um, you know, it's just the question. The only question for that is. How much more legs does the animated series? Like, how, who are we missing? How much longer? You guys do have we a go? lot. <laughs> I know. What do I mean? How many? I mean, how deep into would you like two more years of these and then roll in? Do we start next year with another whole series? I mean, there's a good, there's at least a good five years of toys in, in here. Absolutely. If not more. But then where do they really the question for us is when do we see that we've made enough of these figures? Like, you know, I mean, when we get to some characters, even characters more obscure than even some of the ones you throw out there, when do we're like, okay, like that's we're not going to sell enough of these to maintain it right. another year. And we're putting a lot of waves out a year of them, too. It's not like we're rolling them out slowly. No, there's a ton. Yeah, so the only que- the question isn't when we'll get to them. If we'll get to them, it's when. When will we get to all these other guys? Because I can't wait to dig into that stuff. Yeah. I love Batman Beyond. That show is incredible. It's so good, the and the designs, designs are and- awesome. They're so great. Who are your favorite Batman Beyond characters? Do you have any? Well, old Bruce Wayne's great. God. Right there. We it's need an so old Bruce good. Wayne and Ace the Bat Hound. We're definitely making If we get to Batman Beyond, that's definitely happening. Uh, that's so cool. The villains are great. I want to see Blight. He's such a cool character. He's like the kind of, he looks like Dr. Phosphorus, yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. or some, cool. somebody like that. Who, wait, who's the other guy with the, um, he has like the wiggly lines on it. He has like that weird um, face. With Shriek? That. Is that it? Is he like the sound-based yeah, villain? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has those big handles, big club hands. Yeah, he kind of looks like a big, like... Uh, That's it. I forgot the name, but yeah. That Mario character <laughs> suit or something. Like, you put on the Shriek suit and yeah, suddenly yeah. you can control that sound. great. The villain's designs were fantastic. Ink is really cool. That's another really cool one. Also, the Joker from Return the of the Joker. Joker. Well, I need that for my Joker collection. Oh, yeah. Well, you should just do, like, Tim Drake, real fucked up Tim Drake playset. Could do that. People would could. be into that as, as sad How as... How do you think the Batman Beyond stuff will go? Can be, I think it's the same... I think we're hitting the same people. The I, same think, I think the same. The people who are into this are definitely into that. That's, that's my, my... That's my gut, too. Same thing. Yeah, I feel like... I, you might even get different people, because I feel like there's a generational gap. Like, I've talked to some people who are like, oh, I grew up on Batman Beyond, not Batman. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, because I, I liked all of them, but... How part is that? It started in, I think, 98 or 99? 99, maybe? Pretty far apart. Yeah, so, you know, like, by the time it got to Batman Beyond. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was not on board with Batman Beyond at first, and then it won me over immediately. Me either. I'm like, who wants to see? I'm like, really? Team Batman? Who is this? No, thanks. And then it was like, oh, this is cool. They can do other weird stuff. They They, have digital ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) And they went right there, like, with gods and monsters. I didn't know I was going to think of that. Yeah. The designs I thought were cool, but I'm like, I don't know. And then it came out, and I was like, whoa, that's great. So, it's awesome. same thing. Okay, so maybe Batman Beyond. No, uh, it's it's yes, Batman Beyond. Oh, yes, just eventually. That's a yes, but, but when? You decide. Okay, well, tomorrow. The, the fa- <laughs> wow, you're not even waiting until we get through to another Riddler. No. Oh, I do want I do want another Riddler. I get that jumpsuit I, I, Riddler. <laughs> yeah, I think we do have to get to all of those kind of characters. Because we've only done one version of... Riddler, you know, one version of Two-Face. I mean, well, we have, what, two Jokers out, right? So I think we're 
You have the original one. one, and then you have Mad Love? The, for... Yeah, there's that one. So we're, we're, we're good probably with him for now, because there's a lot of other people we need to get to. There's also the penguin in a robe from one episode. Oh, yeah, in a robe. He was woken up in a purple robe. That's all I, I remember. Frisked. Oh, the Iceberg Lounge would be a cool place. That's not bad. Remember when you woke up with nothing but a purple robe? Right, and then I walked over here. <laughs> yeah, and, and on the way here, Bullock was fighting some mantises. It was nuts. <laughs> what a day. Uh, Harley Quinn versus Mercy, Catfight 2-Pack from oh, World's Finest. Funny. That's pretty good. Torn up Harley Quinn with, like, her hair sticking, sticking out. Sticking out. That's pretty good. That was, I mean, I feel like that that's that might be the fight. transition is like, oh yeah, you uh, make world's that. finest two pack, and then it kind of that, that's your lead in. That's my lead in. Maybe uh, you even get word? Lois Lane there too, just like in the background, oh, doing this, pushing them apart. Yeah, I have them both with their hands out, like doing the yeah, the and make her the scene. only character that cannot have any joints. Like she no has movement. no joints. She's just stuck pushing them apart, and people will be <laughs> furious. <laughs> Sorry, this is the only Lois we're releasing. That's what you're gonna get. <laughs> God. Enjoy, enjoy. What a fuck you. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, the that's... world's most expensive joke. <laughs> yes, that that would be. Although they did, I think it was either Mattel or has they made a Wonder Woman invisible or no the Hot Wheels they made an invisible Wonder Woman when there was nothing in the box. Really? That yeah, was great. That's I and they had it at a Comic Con. They just were giving them out, and I'm like, whoa, this is really. That's oh, cool. Good. They're giving them away. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I bought it, and I'm just like. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. This is a box. Kind of great. Well, I've already asked you about a million things. Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of Etrigan, the animated series? Uh, Well, we didn't really talk about your experience with it, but what did you think? (laughs) My experience with it. Well, like when you first saw it, what was your impression? Well, because it was, first of all, I couldn't believe he was on the show. Yeah. I'm like, Etrigan, really? They're finally going to go there? That's just so damn cool. I mean, he's... You know, was, I think it's the same feeling I had when, um, I'm trying to think of when another character showed up like that where I just didn't expect it. I guess I, I didn't, because he's always been sort of in the Batman mythos a little bit. Like he's kind of drifted in and out because yeah. of Jason Blood more than Etrigan. But it's always been, because Batman and magic isn't, you don't really. No, there. it was very strange. When I watched it the first time, I was like, what is going on here? Because I think there were a couple of old detective comics where he crossed paths with Jason Blood. But. It wasn't like that wasn't like Batman's thing. So I was having that mystical episode in there and Teagle's, I mean, Teagle. And Clarion's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know where they got that other Teagle design from. That was that was really cool. It's not, she's not even on that much. And the sound design whenever, like, she, like, I don't know, it sounds creepy and unearthly. Yeah, it's Unearthly. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, but, um... The uh, yeah, turning Batman into a tree. That scene is super jarring. I'm a wow. Right in the same episode, a little boy wants ice cream, and there's like a oh, the demon scene. dumps the truck out. That's <laughs> that's great. Dumps all the ice cream bars. Will we get an ice cream truck? Just shut up the first place. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You, sh- you shake ice cream out before the blimp. Let's get the ice cream truck. I, I think most people would agree. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> Probably uh, when the comments come in after, so they really get to the ice cream truck. Honestly, there is somebody who wants that. I would want it. I'd, yeah, I'd, I mean, if, it. if it was made, I would get it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. If you're asking me, but it has to have all the little ice cream bars, and he dumps it out. Oh and yeah, then, every and then, single one. And then one. Clarion's mad because there's not any strawberry, and the demon's like, "There's no strawberry. There's no strawberry and left." Then he wants something else. There, right? Oh, a cake. Yes. Then he like busts into a cake store. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he is. He's kind of a jerky character. Yeah, Clarion. I mean, 
he never showed up again, I think. Morgan Le Fay did show up in Justice League. They did an Etrigan episode, a two-part. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when he showed up. Yeah, and he was, was a, a little baby, too. There was a flashback. He's a baby in this one. He's just, you know, <laughs> it's like ice cream and no strawberry. Yeah. No, not Etrigan. Clarion. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, anything else that you want to talk about? I don't know. We sure covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we did. I have no idea. This feels like it could have been three hours or two minutes. <laughs> Who knows what we even said. <laughs> Um, we can go eat, though, if you want. That sounds great. Some strawberry ice cream. All right. Goodbye, okay. podcast. You know what? And if we can't find any, we will summon a freaking demon and <laughs> overturn an ice cream truck. That sounds like a plan. Let's do it. I'll be there soon. Well, there you have it. Everything you wanted to know about Batman action figures and then some. Stick around till the end for a preview of next episode. Oh, is that a gun shack pullover? I want to do target practice here. Come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. I'm kind of in the middle of wrapping up the podcast, Mr. Guliani. I'm leaving here. I'm going to the gun shack. Mr. Mayor Moody Microphone Guliani, you get your keister back here this instant. Oh, come on. Well, he's gone. I'll investigate in a second. But first, let me wrap up. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show or just like it a whole bunch, please rate and leave a comment on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And if you really like the show, you can donate to keep it running over at BTASpodcast.com. There's a donation button. I'd like to thank David Medved, Courtney Poles, and Jake Goldman for contributing over the last month. Super nice, you guys. Follow the show on Twitter at BTASpodcast and myself at HeyJustin. You can email me at BTASpodcast at gmail.com and find more at BTASpodcast.com. Next time on Batman the Animated Podcast. We'll be talking about Appointment in Crime Alley with legendary comics and TV writer Jerry Conway, the man responsible for killing off Gwen Stacy way back when, creating and destroying the Spider-Man mobile, and creating Killer Croc, Firestorm, and many more DC favorites. Batman the Animated Podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Justin Michael. Tom Smith created the show logo, and Casey Trela helped produce the theme song. Harry Chaskin is the voice of the podcast, and Drew Tarver returned as the mayor of podcasts, and Jace Armstrong is always Kevin Conroybot. A huge thanks to my guests Paul Shear and Jim Fletcher, and an Etrigan-sized thanks to This American Life co-founder and producer Tori Malatia, who flipped over an ice cream truck for me only to report... No strawberry, master. Hey, don't sweat it, Tori. Uh, And in the future, I just want to let you know it makes me extremely uncomfortable when anybody calls me master. See you guys in just a couple of weeks for the next episode and, of course, the next installment of... PodQuestCast! Bye-bye.